Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn, Associate Broker with Silver Creek Realty Group, and thinkexodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Well, hello and welcome to Keep the Republic. Dr. Daniel Bobinski here. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about a topic that has been in the news quite a bit lately, and it's going to be in the news quite a bit in the future. And that topic is artificial intelligence. Now, there's lots of pros and lots of cons to all of this. We're going to see a lot of upheaval in the job market as AI probably is going to kick out a lot of jobs. Uh, but there's also a lot of good, useful things for it, too. And I want to discuss that. Specifically, I want to share my interview with Justin Mitson, who wrote a book called Corporate Strategy in the Age of AI. Uh, Justin is a local personality. He lives in the Boise area, and he's been in technology for a long time. When he saw AI coming, he decided to dive in and take a deep dive to find out what it's all about. He's written a book for us, like I said, called Corporate Strategy of AI. We're going to get to that interview in just a little bit. Uh, before I do, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors, including Michael Hahn, an associate broker with Home River Realty. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, you can feel confident that Mike's going to keep your best interest in mind, representing you with integrity, determination, creativity, and help you find a property that appeals to you, or if you're selling, help you get the best price that the market's going to bear. You can get a hold of Michael Hahn at IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. That's IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. Dot com. You can also reach him at 208-939-9033. That's 939-9033. also want to give a shout out to Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, which is Tom Lopak's business. Tom Lopak has a great reputation in the Valley for window cleaning. He goes above and beyond all your expectations. Every technician is trained by Tom. With springtime coming up, great time to get the windows clean. They also do gutter cleaning, screen repair, and pressure washing. Give Tom a call at 208-401-6265. That's 401-6265. You can also reach them at windowcleaningboise.com. And get this, when you call, Tell Tom you heard about it from the Keep the Republic show, and you're going to get $50 off any window cleaning job over $250 or 10% off your total bill, whichever is more. Just tell him you heard about it on the Keep the Republic show. All right. As I said, artificial intelligence is, well, it's here to stay. It's actually happening uh, quite a bit around us lately. And I want to tell you just a little bit about how this works, right? You've probably heard about ChatGBT. I've been using it for a while. And just to give you an example of how much more powerful this is than a search engine, I typed in the following. I said, compare and contrast the book of Hebrews with the book of James in the Bible. That's all I wrote. Now, that's two disparate books, very different subject matters, but I wanted to see what it told me. And it was very straightforward. 
I mean, it gave me, here's the book of Hebrews and it describes it. And here's the book of James and it describes it. And then it gives me a paragraph of the themes of each book and how they're the same and how they're different. And then it gives me the structure of each book and how they're the same and how they're different and the style of each book and how they're the same and different. And it, then it gave me a summary. So it is not just this weird old little thing. I mean, you can really get some good Bible studies going with this too. But in the business world, it is going to be a game changer. It's going to be a huge game changer. In fact, you're already probably using artificial intelligence to some degree. But I want to just jump in now and let you listen to my interview that I did with Justin Mitson on my TV show this past week. And we'll come back at the end to kind of wrap it up. But let's go ahead and listen now to my interview with Justin Mitson. So at question, what about artificial intelligence? Is it just a passing fad? Well, I want to share with you now a quote from our guest today. Let's pull this one up. This is a quote from Justin Mitson. It says, the chief AI officer will be the fastest growing and most pivotal addition to the C-suite since the internet. This is not the, the next business arms race. It is the current one. And this Justin Mitson just happens to be our guest today on the show. He's the author of a book called Corporate Strategy in the Age of AI. Let's talk about this book and why it's of interest and should be of interest to everybody who works is Justin Mitson. Justin, welcome to Keep the Republic. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Daniel. Uh, this is a great opportunity to share what I know about AI with everyone and see if we can help people understand this new trend. So, And it is a new thing, isn't it? I mean, it's it's been in the works for a long time. I mean, even Elon Musk was investing in open AI a number of years ago, and then he pulled out of it. But I mean, this is not a new thing. This is unfortunately um, popped on us, I think, in, in a very short period of time. There wasn't much of a ramp up, at least nationwide. Is that, Am I correct in that observation? Well, in, in many ways, yes. In other ways, no. Um, AI has been working gradually behind the scenes since the 1950s with, oh. uh, with Turing. Um, and the, the Turing test that helped us win World War II. Um, then it has worked gradually through the 1990s. Uh, and then just recently, why we're seeing so much focus on chat GPT is this uh, capability called generative AI. So generative AI is the capability for uh, the AI to generate images, to generate text, to generate audio. Um, and it has it has basically become a quantum leap in in uh, usability of AI, and it has been released kind of into the wild. So any person can log into ChatGPT and put it in their prompt and and have it spit out its uh, response. So it's become kind of the sensation because it's uh, something that every person can use instead of having to be a, a career Python coder uh, and and uh, you know, have all these computer skills, you can literally type in what you want and it returns back whatever you put in there within reason. It's very powerful. Yes, so um, in anticipation of your visit on my show here, and again, thanks for coming on, but I had I decided, okay, well, I'm, I don't wanna get behind the curve because I had heard you discussing this book elsewhere and you had said that if companies don't get on board, now 
in four months, they're going to be way behind the curve. I mean, do you do you still stand behind that? I, I absolutely stand behind that. The the critical element is AI is so fast, so transformative that you have an employee, your best employee, works forty, maybe sixty hours a week, is doing an amazing job. But AI literally can work 168 hours a week, and it has the combined knowledge of, you know, hundreds of people over several hundreds of years, and can take that and immediately spit it out. Is it perfect? No. But if you can, if you can harness that power, you can really uh, have an impact on your market and steal market share for the competitors that don't do that. And that's where the cost advantage comes out. Um, the biggest statistic that I'm trying to to tell uh, CEOs and and folks of interest that if you want a 38% improvement in your profitability um, over the next five years, you need to get on board with AI mm. integration. That is going to change the the marketplace um, that you operate in, no matter where you're at. And then other areas that I would say are less technologically developed, those industries that are a little behind the power curve anyway. If a person is able to integrate AI and basically leapfrog those other slow adopters, they're going to be very quickly the number one participant in that industry. So it really is a very fast paced industry here that, uh, well, part of industry, it's going to affect all industries, isn't it? Absolutely. It's going to affect every industry. Um, it, we're already seeing the, uh, the impacts on social media in, in major ways. And then advertising, um, graphic design, audio generation, uh, all of these different industries are, are quickly coming up to speed and you're seeing all sorts of new AI content uh, from book covers to the music you hear on the radio is something that's AI generated and not by an artist. And so this is important to know that there's multiple different types of platforms because chat GPT is just a chat platform. So it, it can't generate audio, it can't generate images, it can't generate music, it's just a chat verbal, I mean, it's, it's a written text program, correct? Correct, it's a, it's a, natu a natural language processor, so it is just solely focused on uh, keeping and generating words or letters or books or, or anything like that. But that technology behind it of generative uh, AI is used in other platforms like Night Cafe and uh, some audio platforms to generate, you know, book covers or images or full audio. Um, so, but ChatGPT, I think one of the main reasons why it's so popular is you've got your your fourteen year old student that has to get a term paper in by the uh, by the end of the night, and it's Sunday night at nine o'clock, and they log into ChatGPT. They throw in the main bullet points that they want in their term paper, and then they um, spit out a pretty, pretty uh, effective and well-written term paper, and then they turn it in. And uh, so a lot of people are thinking this is, hey, this is way, my way to hit the easy button. Um, and there's some ethical implications with that. Sure. Well, so there's some definite risks involved in this, and I've been reading up on some of this stuff, and your book addresses some of these issues as well. but. Um, when you have someone like you just described in school who sits down and says, hey, my professor wants to hear X, Y, and Z, so make sure that the article includes X, Y, and Z, the risk there is that the student really isn't learning. 
it's kind of like, you know, when, when you and I were growing up, we could memorize everybody's phone number. I, I, I still think of phone numbers of people that I worked with 40 years ago. I can still remember their phone numbers. But the people that I work with today, I don't know their phone numbers. I see their name in my phone. I push the button. I don't have to remember that. So I think this is a big potential downfall is if we rely too heavily on it, especially in the learning aspect of our lives as students are trying to learn and learn how to learn and learn how to think critically, this really could be a big hiccup. It absolutely could, uh, because you know, if, if somebody wants to take the easy way out and definitely not learn, it, it becomes some of the education issues that we see now is, you know, study for the test, organize it, have the test, and then dump your brain and never, you know, never learn that again. How much easier it is, type in the prompt of what you want, get it from chat GPT, turn it in and you're done and you're off back to your video games. And uh, the, the learning really isn't there. I guess one of the weird side effects is, um, so we're seeing like, we're seeing educational institutions come back and say, no, they now have a chat GPT detector called chat GPT zero mm. uh, that goes into text. Oh, this, this text is AI generated. So then the students have turned around and said, okay, well, we'll take the text from ChatGPT, throw it in another program that re-paraphrases everything and is specifically designed to make it not sound like, um, like digital uh, information, throw in a few errors and then resubmit it. And then one of the other uh, thoughts was, no, now we're gonna have you hand write out your term paper in order to make sure that we know it's you. So the student takes the information from that paraphrasing one and loads it on their 3D uh, 3D printer, puts a pen on their 3D printer and has it right out. <laughs> Gonna hand writing. That's crazy. Yes, the hardest so, in the man. <laughs> so in an effort to get out of doing work, they're doing a tremendous amount of work, but it is kind of this escalating arms race of mm. who is going to you know come up with the next way to use it and the next countermeasure for using it. So, so education, I should say, it could be used for cheating in education. Absolutely. But from what I can tell in my limited experience with it is you can also use it to save a lot of time in search because you can tell it to, to quickly, instead of you going through page after page after page of Google results, you can say, find me the, the 10 most, you know, read articles or most accepted articles on such and such a topic and then that just saves you all that time you can go now look at those articles and saves you all sorts of time absolutely and it is a powerful tool for uh, for using it the right way and uh, and it's a great place to start so even if you take those 10 results that came back and you add your own information and maybe you know focus in and add your own content so writers and people that write articles can dramatically increase their their ability to get new information out there and improve their output by 200% easily. Um, mm. And which is good in some ways, you know, the bad side is, you know, now this person is, is generating 200%. Do you reach a point where now everybody is creating 200% more content and, and you, you start having a, an echo chamber of all this information that's out there? Right, right. That is a danger. That's that's so that's the the news business. But I mean, here your book is about uh, corporate strategies for AI, not just for for media. 
there's lots of places that can use AI. So what about manufacturing? I mean, you're talking about having, let's go back to that quote. If we can ask the producer to put that quote up that we uh, showed earlier with you, where it talks about how AI is not just going to be, you know, the next arms race, it is the current arms race. And so it sounds like companies need to go out and find some people to work in their C-suite who understand AI a lot and can see how to use it in their specific industry. So where does someone, let's just start at the beginning, where does someone find someone like that? I mean, obviously you're gonna be a help because you're a consultant in this area. So uh, LinkedIn, there is a page specifically for um, for chief AI officers, and it's it's a new, you know, it's definitely a new role. Uh, but there are those people out there that have the the skill and capability to to do that. But it is it is a small group, but it's really quickly growing. And the reason why it's quickly growing is not just because the AI um, technology. But current chief technical officers are most of them are at capacity trying to keep up with the general maintenance technology needs uh, in their in their industry, you know, keeping the networks up, keeping up with security. So to to throw on, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, you need to reintegrate AI in there in addition to your current role is a great opportunity to poorly integrate and fail and potentially mess up your um, technology officer role. So it, it is it is a huge challenge. And so it needs a dedicated performer. It needs somebody to, to come in there and say, okay, we're going to integrate these three tools over the next six months to have the most impact on your business and, and go through and step through that. Um, one of the other main reasons why it really needs to be the right person doing this integration is unfortunately there's going to be some headcount uh, reductions. A reduction in force is going to happen, um, and it has to happen to get the cost and performance that we need. So, and anytime we have that kind of ethical letting people go, um, we we need to make sure that we do it in a right way. And what we're looking for is people that can adapt to AI and be able to take um, what they've learned, integrate it, and make their the business perform better. And those people that can't adapt to the new technology, maybe it's time for them to pursue other opportunities. But it takes a special uh, it's, it takes this special role in order to to judge. Okay, is this a really a benefit uh, to the company? Does it meet the headcount requirements? Does it help headcounts? Um, does it reduce our costs or improve our profitability? Because there's a lot of uh, fiction out there too about what makes uh, makes a company perform better. So that chief AI officer needs to report directly to the CEO, have the power to to kind of work with each department and improve each area. There may be some serious upheavals in industry over the next six months or so as this gets implemented. And then beyond that as well, I mean, in your book, you talk about how AI is going to create new jobs. It's also going to, as you just said, eliminate some jobs. And as we talked about previously, I mean, chapter, I love, the, by the way, that your book has a chapter zero. <laughs> so it's kind of like ground, ground zero, start here kind of thing. But um, you have the AI person has to go around to the different departments and and educate them here's what ai is possible for you you need to investigate and then get back to me as, and work with these people to find out how can this 
department best use AI? As you said, there's text generation, there's music generation, there's graphic generation, and there's also going to be some risks involved. I was looking at some of this, uh, the privacy risks, because AI can be easily copied, pasted the way it goes. I mean, this is going to be a huge privacy risk, and that's a major concern to, to business owners. Absolutely. Um, if you're not managing your AI and your data very very well, yeah, it, it's very easy to get lost and out into the open. And data is extremely valuable outside your organization. So um, so the person that is running the, the AI integration efforts has, has really a balancing job of trying to, to keep the business running, to balance the risk of integration, to balance the human resource uh, efforts and challenges, and then keep uh, iterating. So one of the reasons why I talk about, you know, uh, chat GBT and, and the image generation and the audio generation, those are just three areas. There's actually a website out there that has, uh, I think 1,051 as of this morning, uh, different AI tools, and they're all super uh, specific you know, depending upon which department. And so a department could find, hey, here's a tool that's specifically about, um, you know, my accounting, uh, tax accounting area that uses uh, AI technology. And all of these tools are out there for the specific niche uh, market. And that's the ones that each department needs to figure out. Is this what we want to integrate? Yeah, and I, it's what's kind of funny to me is, is that uh, AI can be used to write code really quickly. And I own another company and we're having a website designed from scratch, uh, paying some big bucks for that process. And the person that we're working with at that company says, oh yes, they, they go to an AI generator, they say, write us a code that'll do this. And they have the code, <laughs> almost, they have to tweak it a little bit, of course, but it saves so much time. So you can write code. And I got to laughing when I, when I heard her say this because it's like, well, that just takes Joe Biden's you know, to all the coal miners need to learn how to code. Sounds like now all the coal miners need to learn how to work AI so they can write code. It's, it's kind of weird. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Justin Mitson, author of the book, A Corporate Strategy in the Age of AI, and get a copy of Justin's book. And we're going to have Justin come back uh, in the second half of the show to talk more AI because, well, I like I said, I've been using it and <laughs> I, I have a couple of stories I want to share with you about some of the fun that I've had chatting with a being that is actually a computer that interacts with you much more than a search engine could ever think of, and the trials and tribulations that you encounter on the learning curve of that. Again, that is part of my conversation with Justin Mitson author of the book, Corporate Strategy in the Age of AI. You can get a copy of Justin's book by going to the website redteaminc.com. That's redteaminc, that's I-N-K, inc.com. And that book is going to really give you a lot of insights. And that's just been part one of my conversation with Justin. We're going to have to play part two at a later date. But I, I really want to strongly encourage you to look into this, because as he said, this is not the future. This is the current. And if we don't get ahead of the curve now, if we don't get on, on now, we will be behind in a couple of months. 
want to discuss a couple other applications of AI. But before I do, a shout out to our other sponsors. Uh, the first one being the Exodus Institute, online Christian school. ThinkExodus.org is the website. ThinkExodus.org. They have two options. You can have a full K-12 Christian option. Online school, fully accredited, taught by experienced, credentialed teachers, Christian values, no political agendas, no woke indoctrinations. Or if you're already homeschooling and you want some help, they have an enrichment program for grades 5 through 12, designed for homeschooling parents that want help with their teaching. They provide the lessons. They do the grading. They have all the assignments there. They do the teaching. It's only 20 bucks a month. You can cancel any time. Find out more by going to thinkexodus.org. You know, I also want to give a thanks to Conservatives Of. They have been a sponsor since the beginning of this show. And Conservatives Of is a political action committee that helps get constitutionally minded Christians elected to office. They also support conservative legislation. And there are Christians in office right now in the House and the Senate that are there with the help of Conservatives Of. And you can help by going to conservativesof.com and making a donation. Because like I said, they use that to help get conservative, constitutionally minded Christians elected to office. And while you're there, go ahead and type a little note to say, hey, thanks for supporting the Keep the Republic show. All right. I use this chat GPT, and, and I want you to look into it. I want you to look into the use of artificial intelligence. As he said, this is not the future. This is now. This is happening. And if we don't do something, we're going to be behind the eight ball. I use chat GPT to really make short work of research for myself. I can ask it questions. It saves me oodles of time from looking up search engine results. I can go to any search engine, type in a question, then spend a lot of time reading through them, trying to find the answers that I want. Or I can just go straight to ChatGBT, ask the very specific question, and bam, in seconds, it's kicked out an answer for me, saves me hours of time. I guess that's it for the show. Uh, pay attention to what's happening in the state house, by the way. Lots of going on as we're wrapping up the session. I would recommend you go to idahosession.com to see what's going on there. Idahosession.com. Totally free to use. Also, pay attention to trueidahonews.com to find out what's happening. And as always, thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski, and I will catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic, sponsored by Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn, Associate Broker with Silver Creek Realty Group, and ThinkExodus.org. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.